Can I just welcome you all tonight to our Christmas Eve service. This is a real highlight for us. Um, we love the Christmas Eve and it's lovely to see so many children out tonight too. Oh, we're going to invite you up later on and you can help us with some of the singing. And, um, but oh, can I just say it's lovely to see you all. And I pray that tonight would be just a special night. I know we've had a difficult few years but may tonight be the beginning of something just wonderful and that we'll see the light of Christ just melt hearts and just grant us a wonderful new year to come. Well, can I also mention that at the close of the service, we're going to have some collection boxes at the door for those who would like to donate. Um, this Christmas, we're donating to Tear Fund. Tear Fund is a Christian charity that partners with churches in more than 50 of the world's poorest countries. They tackle poverty, respond to disasters, and they challenge injustice. So if you would like to give to Tear Fund tonight, you're very welcome to do that at the end of our service. Well, stand in awe before the Lord, for the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And so let us worship together as we sing to the glory of God in our opening hymn, or our carol, Hark the Herald Angel Sing. And we'll stand to sing.
Poverty is not God's plan. God wants people to thrive, to flourish, to live life more abundantly. Poverty takes this away, but God has a restoration plan and you are at the heart of it. Jesus calls us to love with actions and in truth, to join with him in restoring justice by defending the marginalized and oppressed. Together as the church, we are called to help bring an end to extreme poverty, and we can. Tierfund is a charity as passionate about Jesus as we are about ending poverty. Working through the local church, we empower and equip communities worldwide to help ensure that everyone has the opportunity to rise up out of poverty and into their God-given potential. When disaster strikes, we're there. When unjust policies impact vulnerable communities, we campaign for change. When the world wants to look away from people suffering, we follow Jesus wherever the need is greatest, working through a global network of partners so that hope, justice and dignity are restored. And we've seen extraordinary success. In more than 50 years, thanks to our generous supporters, we've helped vast numbers of communities to be transformed. Between 2006 and 2016, 32 million lives were transformed through our community projects. Together, we've supported people on the brink of disaster to become more resilient, self-sufficient and empowered, boldly speaking up for their rights. God calls us to love one another and wants us as churches and individuals to play our part in building his kingdom on earth. By praying, taking action and giving, you can join in with this movement of God's people who are helping to create a world free from extreme poverty.
Well, can we unite our hearts as we pray together? Let's, let's pray. Oh, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, how lovely and how beautiful is your dwelling place. Here we worship in your house of prayer, a house filled with the fragrance of Christ, a sanctuary filled with overflowing grace. We therefore delight and rejoice tonight in your presence. And it's our heart's desire to experience an encounter with the true and the living God. Oh, to know the reality of Christ, our wonderful Redeemer, our blessed Emmanuel, God with us. And so, Heavenly Father, we often feel at a distance getting only a faint glimpse of your nature, yet our hearts long for more. We would cry out with Moses, O oh, tonight, show us your glory. Make visible the invisible. And so, Lord, we thank you on this Christmas Eve. Although we may feel insignificant and small, with all our sin and shame, Yet we can find a home in your arms of mercy, grace, and love. Oh, forgive us, wash us clean, and warm our hearts, and kindle a fire of wonderful love. And so, Lord, may we enter tonight into your joy as we give thanks and praise for our precious Redeemer. And so, Lord, we honor you tonight, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So bless our time, we pray, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. That was the first day. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. <clears throat> 
Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the people. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married with him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests.
Well, a book I used to love reading was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Have you ever read that book? It's a wonderful story. C.S. Lewis wrote a series of books about the chronicles of the land of Narnia, or the chronicles of Narnia. And there in The Lion, the Witch, and the, the Wardrobe, we're at the beginning of the winter war in Narnia. And the white witch, she's in control of the land. And this is how the book describes the land of Narnia at that time. We're told it was always winter, but never Christmas. Isn't that amazing? It was always winter, but never Christmas. I think it's a lovely description. You can just feel it, can't you? The land of Narnia, when the white witch was in control, every day was getting colder. Every day was getting darker. Every day was getting sadder. It was an awful time to be in the land of Narnia. The people, they were getting colder. Their hearts were feeling harder. And they were in fear of the white witch and her secret police. They were all in fear. And it was as if the land was filled with fear and worry for the future. But then we're told that Aslan, the great lion, appears. And we're told as soon as Aslan appears, the great thaw begins. I like that. Of course, C.S. Lewis was describing Jesus when Jesus came. Aslan, the great lion, Jesus, the great lion of the tribe of Judah. When he comes, the thaw will begin. The snow will melt. When Jesus appeared there in the land of Israel, it was a dark time. It was a cold time. People had lost hope and they were fearful. But oh, the Lord Jesus, that night in Bethlehem, can you picture him? As Jesus is born, as the king appears in the land, all the cold hearts begin to melt. The thaw begins. And people now are beginning to be strangely warmed to Christ himself. And then we read through the Gospels of how many came to the light of Christ, how they were warmed by his presence. And so when Jesus appears, cold hearts melt away. But more than that, new life appears, hope appears, love returns, joy returns to the land, laughter returns when the king appears. And when Jesus arrived there in Bethlehem as a child, oh, the sky lit up. The stars in the heavens danced. And one star in particular came. Oh, they came. That star came that night. And Christ there as a star shone above Christ. And so the angels appeared too. And they sang. 
No wonder, no wonder. And of course we read that the shepherds rejoiced. They were full of joy when Christ appears. Our Emmanuel. And you know, that's what we celebrate tonight. We celebrate that Christ has come. He came there to Bethlehem. He was born, the Bible tells us, for us. Jesus was born for you and for me. He lived for you and for me. We're told that he died for you and for me. He rose from, the, from, from death, the Bible tells us, for you and for me. And the Bible also goes on to say that he now sits at the right hand of the Father. And he's praying for you right now. Isn't it lovely to know that the Lord Jesus, he's praying for us right now. He knows what you're going through this Christmas. He knows what uh, maybe for some it's been an awful year. Or maybe an awful few years. But you know the Lord came. The Lord arrived for you. To pray for you. He came to forgive us. He came to lift our hearts. To melt the coldness away. And he came to bring hope. Love. Joy. Peace. For he is the Prince of Peace. Are you not glad that Jesus came? That Jesus appeared? And tonight he appears here. He's with us. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus made a wonderful promise. When two or more are gathered in my name, I promise you I'm there. I'm with you. And you know the Lord's never broken a promise. And he's with us tonight. You know, when we welcome Christ, when we welcome the Lord into our hearts and our homes, Christmas will mean a lot more. Christmas means a lot more when we welcome Christ himself. And so tonight, I do pray for each one of you that you will know love, joy, peace this Christmas. That you will know your heart warmed. Oh, that you would know his warmth and just his joy and delight over you. I know for many here it's been a difficult time. But oh, I pray that the Lord would just hold you in his arms tonight. And that tonight will be the best night. And for the children, oh, you have a wonderful night. Get to bed early. And all oh, enjoy the Christmas day as you celebrate Jesus, his, his birth, and also as you open up all your lovely presents. And for those who are able, if you don't sleep in, I know the children, you're probably going to be up very early. If you're up really early, nudge your parents or the people you're staying with and say, can we go to church for half ten? You tell them. Come along. And for the children especially, why don't you bring one of your gifts that you get for Christmas? I would love to see what, what you get for Christmas. So if you're able, join us tomorrow morning at 10.30 here for our Christmas Day service. You'd be glad to know it'll be a very short service. 
Or as someone said to me, you mean shorter. <laughs> but please, oh, just have a wonderful Christmas together. And from the High Kirk here, we do give you just a, just a blessed greeting. And I know there are many tonight who would have loved to have been here but are not able to join us. And hopefully they'll get to see some of tonight online. Um, but oh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you. And may he grant you such peace. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus. And so can we join our hearts once again as we unite in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we are preparing to celebrate the birth of Christ. We find it so easy to forget why you came. We sing our carols and we say our prayers. And when we open our presents and spend time with our family and loved ones and our friends, Lord, we often find it so hard to make space for you. Lord, we know that Christmas often loses its meaning when we forget to place you at the center of all that we say and do. Lord, tonight, on the eve of Christmas, we come and we praise you. And Lord, we love you. But oh, help us to love you more. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came to this world you came for us. You came to forgive us. You came to grant us peace and joy. Oh, may tonight be a night where we would experience the fullness of your grace. And so, Lord, bless our time as we do pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, I'm going to ask you now to be upstanding as we sing in our closing hymn, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant.
just before I close with prayer, can I also thank Ian and Margaret and John and Hannah for leading us in the wonderful music. It felt as if we had a full orchestra tonight and a big choir. Great. Oh, well, let's give thanks. Let's pray together. And so, Lord, as we come tonight to give thanks and praise and glory to you, oh, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the peace and the fellowship and the joy of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you.